Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to another edition of NBA Today, a hoop ball presentation. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. Um, taking a while, as you can tell, in between shows. One, not really a whole bunch of news. And then two, just out of respect to just the state of the country we're in right now, um, the growing atrocities against people of color, um, most recently um, to those of George Lloyd, a 46-year-old African-American man who died May 25th after a white police officer knelt on his neck for almost nine minutes while he's handcuffed face down the street. You also had Breonna Taylor, who is a 26-year-old African-American woman who was fatally shot by the Louisville Metro Police Department um, in basically what is being called a drug um, warrant botched execution, whatever you want to call it. Um, no drugs were found and According to a lawsuit filed by her family, the warrant in question targeted another person who had already been detained by the time that the police had entered her home. All of this is important, and there's so much more to delve into. There have been protests and riots, and there is this deep rabbit hole of, of both conversations that should be had and negative actions that are being taken that are taking away from those conversations as well as all sorts of different avenues of conversation here that would have me talking for hours and would not be fair to NBA today in terms of making sure that you know I covered the news is here to to kind of break down but also just in terms of not giving it the justice and um, deep dive that it deserves. So I encourage you, I implore you, I plead with you all who are listening to do your research to, you know, not only go to social media, but just go on news sites, look up these names, look up Breonna Taylor, look up George Floyd, um, look up Ahmaud Arbery, and, and check out these stories and, and have conversations with family, with friends to promote that positive change that is oh so necessary in this country, in this time, um, because it starts with those uncomfortable conversations. As hard as it is, you don't have those by being comfortable. You don't. It has to come from a place of discomfort, just like certain people and certain groups have to face all the time. And only by doing that can we even hope to inspire the change that's necessary at all levels, not only in our base morality as humans, but law enforcement, politicians, all of that. And I just want to take a moment to um, plead with you, definitely check that out and have those conversations with those. And, you know if nothing else, start a dialogue that we can um, hope to use collectively to move forward to enact positive change. Alright, so we're going to get into uh, the breaking news. At this point, it won't really be breaking. Um, <laughs> it's kind of been the talk of the NBA world, at least for the last two days, as much as there can be talk of the NBA world while everything else is going on, you know, all over. But 
Basically, the big news is that the NBA has approved a 22-team format to finish the season. Um, according to ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, numerous other newsbreakers, the NBA Board of Governors voted Thursday to approve a 22-team format to restart the 2019-2020 season July 31st in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Source told ESPN that the vote was 29 to 1, with only the Portland Trailblazers voting against the proposal. They preferred a 20-team pool uh, to kind of finish the season there. Uh, This has been something that's been in development for a while. The National Basketball Players Association has been working closely with league officials on this plan, making sure that it was safe. You know, obviously a necessary step forward with the COVID-19 pandemic and trying to figure out what would be done. Um, in order whether the season was to be uh, finished, whether it wasn't. Remember, there's a lot of talk early on, especially on this show, that we thought the season was all but over. Um, And that is not the case. There was uh, a plan in place to bring it to, uh, well, Disney World, which should be pretty interesting. Um, And um, the season's resumption is contingent on an agreement with the Walt Disney Company, which owns ESPN, to use the Walt Disney Resort for all games, practices, and housing. So you have that figured out for that. Um, also unrelated, before I dive back into the NBA, the Chinese hoop season is set to resume June 22nd. So that will be um, continuing for them. Um, it's been nearly five months um, due to their suspension as well. The 20 teams in that Chinese Basketball Association will be divided equally and play in two c- cities, and all games will be played in empty arenas. Um, and they kind of have it split by zones. And this has been a plan in, in place for a while. In early May, CBA President Yao Ming had on national broadcaster CCTV and basically presented three plans to restart competition. One was finishing the season using the original schedule. The second was playing a truncated season or jumping right to the finals. Um, and they fine-tuned that, kind of narrowed it down, and finally got to their ultimate resolution. So for those interested, the Chinese Basketball um, Association resume play. However, there is one league that is canceled, and that is the... 2019-2020 G League season. The remainder of that has been canceled. NBA G League President Sharif Abdul Rahim announced on Thursday. He quoted, While canceling the remainder of our season weighs heavily on us, we recognize that it's the most appropriate action to take for our league. I extend my sincere gratitude to NBA G League players and coaches for giving their all to their teams and fans this season. And to our fans, I thank you and look forward to resuming play for the 2021 season. So the season obviously been suspended along with all the other seasons due to the COVID pandemic on March 12th, and the game's originally set to finish on March 28th. Uh, the G League has further announced that it will share its year-end awards in the coming weeks, including the MVP, the Coach of the Year, and the Rookie of the Year. So there's a little news update on those other leagues in addition to, obviously, the main course here, the NBA. Delving into this just a little bit further... Um, that NBA bubble that we mentioned will be at the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, and the NBA Finals will conclude on October 12th at the latest. 22 teams will be going, in addition to the 16 teams that currently qualify for the NBA playoffs under the traditional playoff format. Six teams on the outside looking in will make the trip to Orlando to finish out the season. You'll have five from the West, um, a, a lot tighter of a race there, and one from the East. Um, and this is just teams that have even an outside chance of making the playoffs. So running through those uh, teams from best in the west to worst and then best in the east to worst gotta start with my lakers <laughs> number one in the western conference at 49 and 14 
then the Clippers at 44 and 20. Third place right now is the Nuggets at 43 and 22. Fourth will be the Jazz at 41 and 23. Fifth place, the Surprising Thunder at 40 and 24. Sixth is the Rockets with an equal record at 40-24. So funny how those two teams who basically traded big name point guards have the same identical record heading into uh, Walt Disney World. Seventh is the Mavericks at 40 and 27. Eighth is the Grizzlies at 32 and 33. Ninth is the Trailblazers at 29 and 37. Tenth is the Pelicans at 28 and 36. Eleventh is the Kings at 28 and 36. Twelve is the Spurs at 27 and 36. And last, but certainly not least, especially being in Arizona, is the Phoenix Suns at 26 and 39. And honestly, they have an outside chance of making the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. That is exciting for them. On the east side, you have the Eastern Conference leading Bucks at 53 and 12, then the Toronto Raptors at 46 and 18, third place the Boston Celtics at 43 and 21, fourth place the Heat at 41 and 24, fifth are the Pacers at 39 and 26, sixth are the 76ers, haha, at 39 and 26, seventh are the Brooklyn Nets at 30 and 34. 8th are the Orlando Magic at 30 and 35, and the ninth, with an outside chance of also making the playoffs, are the Wizards at 24 and 40. Yes, horrible record, but you're saying there's a chance? Yes, there is indeed a chance. Uh, the remaining schedule, in terms of how the rest of the year will look for the NBA, goes something like this, and there's just a target NBA schedule from the 2019-20 season to the 2020-21 season. You have training camp, which is tentatively scheduled July 9th through 11th. Uh, you have the 1920 season, the continuation of that through its conclusion from July 31st through October 12th. Then the draft lottery is scheduled August 25th, so that's kind of in between, obviously, the season. The NBA draft would be October 15th, three days after the season concludes. Free agency would be not even three days after that, October 18th. Then the 2020-2021 training camp will be November 10th with a tentative start date and a very fast wraparound time of a December 1st, 2021 season start date. I think they're taking, obviously, into account some of the time already been, like, off as far as the off season's concerned with a heavily truncated schedule here to continue on to have the season resuming sometime on normal schedule um, December 1st, which... Is interesting, but um, so much of this has been interesting with everything thrown out of whack. We don't need to delve into it any further. We understand this, but it is still interesting to see how the schedule makers go into this. Um, in terms of the playing schedule, each of the 22 teams will play eight regular season games in the bubble, and according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, teams will have the opportunity to participate in a play-in tournament for the eighth seed in their respective conferences based on how they finish the regular season. I definitely like that eight regular season games. One, not only for the record, yeah, it's a little padding, but two, it kind of works out some of the kinks after a long layoff. Training camp will help some, but you still need time for certain players, especially, you know, veteran teams to kind of get back into shape. You want the quality of basketball to be good. You want teams to be as close to their best as possible with the circumstances being considered for the playoffs, which is obviously the ultimate six competition here. And you want to at least give as much um, room to get those players acclimated to the new environment, to their bodies and everything after the layoff as possible. So I like that. Um, the play-in tournament, to kind of delve into it a little further, will include the number eight and number nine teams if the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth. Sources said. In that case, the number eight seed will enter a double double, excuse me, elimination tournament, and the number nine seed a single elimination tournament. So the eight games for those teams at the bottom of the ladder that we were kind of referencing uh, for the West, 
talking about the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns, is going to be very, very, very important for them to try to make up some ground to be able to play in that play-in tournament. For the Grizzlies, they're just trying to hold on. For teams like the Pelicans, they're definitely trying to make it. And for teams like the Spurs and the Suns, they have an outside chance of either breaking long playoff spells or continuing um, long playoff entries. And so that'll be important for them. For the Wizards, I mean, listen, technically there's still a chance. The Magic could have a catastrophic uh, fall uh, <laughs> in their home, basically, of all places. And the Wizards could make up that ground, which would be interesting. But it's possible. So those games have more at stake than, say, you know, games for, like, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Clippers, who already have their positioning more or less secured. Um, definitely want to worry about any playing tournaments and are really just kind of getting back in shape and adding some wins to their ledger. Um, one question that's been on the forefront of everyone's mind, obviously, is the lack of home court advantage, being that all the players will be playing at a single location, which obviously, you know, you don't want to make some of those races for home court all for naught, um, even though we understand that this is just a totally different scenario that no one could have anticipated, and, you know, is just out of, I don't want to say out of the blue, but just totally unplanned for and uh, according to uh, ESPN's Dave McMenamin, some teams are looking for advantages elsewhere. With that being said, just trying to angle to get some uh, some extra little perks here and there. Some of the, some of the scenarios discussed, and I am quoting here, sources told ESPN include the higher-seeded team being awarded the first possession of the second, third, and fourth quarters, the higher-seeded team being allowed to designate one player to be able to be whistled for seven fouls instead of six before fouling out, the higher-seeded team receiving an extra coaches challenge the higher-seeded team being able to transport their actual hardwood home court from their arenas to Orlando. Interesting. An off-court feature in which playoff teams, in order of seeding 1 through 16, receive first choice on picking which hotel they will stay in, at, in the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex and Disney World Resort. So obviously, teams are definitely looking for let's just say creative advantages here, um, in order to say, hey, we worked for this, we got to a scenario, this is you know, unknown times, unspecified times. I'm not really having the words here for what those times are, but basically, with that, we have to make some extra measures, and they're looking for that, and I respect it. That'll be interesting. It'll be um, interesting to see what the NBA does as far as whether they allow certain advantages or not. I would tend to lean to the side of yes, because home court advantage has to mean something, and even now, if you can reward an extra advantage for those teams that worked their tail off to get to where they are, I say do that. So, it remains to be seen a lot more um, in store, obviously, for the NBA season. Uh, so many different developments. I'm not even going to talk about who's the favorite. There will be plenty of time to talk about that as the NBA starts to ramp up and we start to get more of a regular uh, schedule going on here. Um, whether the season's trophy will come with an asterisk, that's interesting. And you already have many interesting uh, and challenging debates over whether or not that's the case. I don't think so. But, uh, again, there will be more to talk about for one and this is just the big grand takeaway from all this, is that the NBA is back. And for those who have been just chomping at the bit for some NBA content and basketball games to be back, it is exciting. Uh, obviously, recent developments have made it a little bit more sobering, have sort of tempered that excitement for me, just knowing that there is other things going on that are more um, worrisome and more important. But I would be lying to you if I said that I was not excited for the NBA and I'm sure that you all are as well to just be able to have those games and get back to you know some semblance of normal for us NBA fans and NBA junkies All right 
have another little piece of news uh, concerns a certain team that will playing for the play-in tournament, the Sacramento Kings, uh, and their longtime play-by-play announcer Grant Napier. Uh, he was fired from his uh, radio gig at KHTK, and he resigns as the Kings' play-by-play announcer. Um, following the backlash he received for a tweet about the Black Lives Matter movement, according to Jason Jones of The Athletic. Napier is also, I said, as I said, been fired from Sports 1140KHTK, Bonneville, Sacramento, announced in a statement on Tuesday. He was placed on administrative leave by the radio station on Monday. I'm going to read uh, the press release by KHTK uh, for immediate release June 2nd. Quote, we were saddened by the comments Grant Napier recently made on Twitter. While we appreciate Grant's positive contributions to KHTK over the years, his recent comments about the Black Lives Matter movement do not reflect the views or values of Bonneville International Corporation. The time of Grant's tweet was particularly insensitive. After reviewing the matter carefully, we have made the difficult decision to part ways with Grant. Bonneville's purpose is to build up, connect, inform, and celebrate communities and families. In the wake of George Floyd's tragic death and the events of the last several days, it is crucial that we communicate the tremendous respect that we have for the black community and any other groups or individuals who have caused to feel marginalized. Bonneville remains committed to fostering calm and promoting human dignity in the face of unrest. We plead for all to work together for peace and mutual respect, end quote. Uh, Napier himself released a statement about his decision to walk away from the Kings on Tuesday. Another quote here. I want to thank the fans for their overwhelming love and support. I will always remain a part of Kings Nation in my heart. Napier had been a long-time play-by-play announcer all the way back to 1988, literally before my time. He also hosted the Grant Napier Show with Doug Christie on Sports 1140 KHTK. Uh, if you're curious on what comments sparked all of this reaction from both KHTK and the Kings, it was a series of tweets that were um, held on Monday, or just before, um, concerning an interaction between Napier and DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins tweeted at Grant Napier, what's your take on Black Lives Matter? Grant Napier replied with, hey, how are you? Thought you forgot about me. Haven't heard from you in years. All lives matter, every single one. Uh, the beginning, the how, how are you, just refers to their contentious relationship that Napier and DeMarcus Cousins have had between each other since DeMarcus Cousins played with the Kings from 2011 through 2017. So, you know, it definitely wasn't the best of relationships. And there was a little bit of baiting there from DeMarcus Cousins, knowing how Grant Napier was going to react. But then again, the fact that he could bank on Grant Napier coming with a rather problematic um, stance during a time of sensitivity such as this is emblematic of the reason that Napier is no longer affiliated with the Kings or KHTK, just because that's just not, it's, there's obviously a lot of insensitivity there. Uh, and this tweet that Napier tweeted out drew immediate criticism from former Kings players, including arguably one of the greatest ever in Chris Webber, who tweeted at DeMarcus Cousins basically saying, hey, well, DeMarcus Cousins responded first, so let me uh, say that. Doug Christie had basically invited DeMarcus Cousins to go on the show and have a dialogue with Napier there. DeMarcus replied with all love to the fullest big bro, but I won't be calling into the show. I vowed to never help that show, again referring to the contentious relationship that Cousins and Napier have. I am looking forward to a response, though. Thanks. End quote for DeMarcus. Then Chris Webber replied to DeMarcus saying, DeMarcus, we know and have known who Grant is. The team knows as well. I've told them many times. They've seen it. They know who he is. And he followed that with two clown emojis. And then... Matt Barnes replied to Marcus, basically saying, would expect nothing less from a closet racist. And that's the tweet there. Um, this isn't the first time that Napier's had controversy. 
2015, he had defended uh, Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling after he had been shamed because of the audio of him making racist comments about minorities. Then he doubled down on that opinion in 2018, which was equally kind of questionable, basically saying, hey, he couldn't be racist. He had Doc Rivers and Elgin Baylor, two black people at his positions of ownership and management or management coaching. So clearly he wasn't being racist there. Uh, which, again, is is surprisingly tone-deaf and troubling. Um, And that was not even two years ago. Uh, And then he replied just recently, again, uh, talking about Grand Napier, saying that if it came across dumb, all lives matter, I apologize, that was not my intent, that's how I was raised. It's been ingrained in me since I can remember. I've been doing more listening than talking the past few days. I believe the past few days will change this country for the better. And honestly, as much as this reaction and everything has been done, um, it's unfortunate that Napier said these things. It's unfortunate that, you know, everything has transpired since then. The key word is unfortunate, but, um, you know, these conversations have to happen. This dialogue has to happen. Uh, some hard lessons have to be taught. And if you don't like that, you don't like progress in the community and in the nation as a whole. Okay, that was a bad... If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball, which honestly, I... All things considered, even looking at how troubling these comments from Napier are I loved that line I just did so um that was the news there all right so that'll just about do it here for NBA today I know it's been a while we're gonna have more of a consistent schedule so rest assured that as more news comes we can start doing some previews and you know do do some basically more NBA today information uh start to look at some off-season content for the teams that will not be playing in Orlando and basically what the future holds for them, um, you know, the draft and everything and, and how that will all work because that's something to be, to, to think about, you know, that's something to, to, to look at as far as the um, teams that for right now, the playoffs are, are over and the off season starts for them. Um, and because of that, interesting places to go there as far as what kind of content can be covered, um, what we can look at as far as off-season free agents and everything there. It, it, it'll be it'll be um, it'll be interesting to look that up. I'm 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 starting to uh, blabber on and on here. I apologize. It will be interesting to look at that and go into some of that. Some of the Cavs, the Hawks, uh, the Knicks. You know these teams that we knew weren't very good. Um, but have some intriguing talent that will unfortunately just be on the outside looking in and where they could go. Well, speaking of the Knicks, well, one last little piece of news. Um, their offseason obviously started today as I'm recording this, but they will be starting their head coach uh, search now, and apparently Tom Thibodeau is factoring heavily onto their decisions, which I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I wish and hope that they will look at other teams um, that are um, or look at other coaches that are available. Tom's had chances and then chances again and I don't know if I believe that there is much more potential to grow as a coach. He takes a job he does questionably well or not well with said job. Then you know he gets fired parts ways, goes back you know, waits a couple months, then makes the media rounds, and then goes and um, basically says, hey, I learned this, I learned that, um, I um, am ready to go back out and take what I've learned and help people out, you know what I mean, it's a cycle of, 
of I learned I'm better. I can change as a coach. Go do the exact same thing. Go back. No, you don't understand. This time it's for real. I've I've taken it. I can work with young talent. I've been taking many notes and I've done many things and I can rest assured I've made the necessary changes to be an adaptable coach in the modern era. Rinse, wash, repeat. Rinse, wash, repeat. I'm just saying, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't mind looking at, at Stan Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy, <laughs> Mark Jackson. I, I want the Knicks to be good, but I also don't mind a good old dumpster fire once in a while. And if they're going to go and consider one bad choice, you might as well look back on a bunch <laughs> and try to see where you can go from there. So um, that'll be interesting. But he's uh, being considered by the Knicks, which in my mind means there is a better than 50% chance that he will be the next Knicks coach because the Knicks are going to Knicks. Uh, but also, just to real quick run through the seasons uh, that are over for these teams, Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte Hornets, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavs, Detroit Pistons, the Golden State Warriors, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the aforementioned New York Knicks. So that will do that. Um, and on NBA Today, we will be able to dive into each of those teams. Hopefully, I'll have some guests to break down some information. Uh, I will try to finish that 1989 NBA season on the Corbin Time Machine one more time because now we have modern basketball to kind of dive back into. There will no longer be a need to go back and get lost in the days of future past. Yeah, comic reference that is lost. I'm sorry, y'all. Point being, uh, stay tuned for more content here on NBA Today. Make sure to follow HoopBall. Um, hoop-ball.com for all the NBA content uh, Fantasy NBA Tonight uh, as I'm recording this is live right now and I assume we'll continue to be going back live as we start to ramp things back up there is a whole stable of great podcasts including Fantasy NBA Today, DFS Today, Today in Sports Betting, uh, Box Score Breakdown NBA Today of course, The Cause and Bruce Show, then the Hoop Ball Nets cast, Bulls cast, Clippers cast Lakers cast, Grizzlies cast Pelicans cast and Kings cast and all those teams I mentioned will be, with the exception of the Bulls, either in the playoffs or fighting for a playoff spot moving forward. So definitely make sure to check that out for your cutting information, cutting edge, breaking news information. Uh, one last note before I close this bad boy down. Remember to wager with mybookie.ag. There will now be opportunities to wager in the future with that. A proud partner of all Hoopball Podcasts. Use promo code today when signing up to get a 50% deposit match. Make sure to do that again, mybookie.ag. You know, want to bet you want to win, get that pay. <laughs> Aside from that, y'all, this has been Corbin Ford. Follow me at CorbinMBA, and I will talk to y'all next time. All right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.